Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Hello, beautiful people. We are back. This is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Daniel Four. Hopefully you've been learning something from our uh, recent podcast. And today I think we've got a really exciting, uh, very common topic, but also, um, you know, something that can be very interesting for our listeners to see what is best for you. This is the perfect topic coming out of um, a prolonged um, pandemic. And everyone's been kind of sitting at home doing nothing. Um, most people eating. have been overeating and, <laughs> and making um, no exercise. banana bread and everything else. So we're going to talk about liposuction today. Yeah, and I think the idea is, uh, you know, I, although we can touch on some of the non-invasives, uh, the cryolipolysis and thermal energy, uh, I think today we're really going to focus in on Who's a can? You know the types of. Uh, we can go into the history, the types of liposuction. We can talk about um, you know a candidate and where you can have some pitfalls and what to expect. We do mm-hmm. a lot of it. Um, liposuction is is a procedure that's been around for a very long time, for many many years. It was the number one performed uh, plastic surgery procedure. Now it's not. It's gone down to three, um, but it's something that is very effective. It works very well. Um, and you know, it's, it's one of those things that we know can either be done alone or combined with multiple other procedures. The beauty of it is now over the last 15 years or so, we figured out something to do with the fat that we take out as well. So we'll talk to you about that as well, because, um, you know, we're taking all this volume out. Sometimes some people want us to put it elsewhere. So let's just break it down and and talk about liposuction, talk about how we perform it. Um, it is a surgical procedure. Please. One of the most laborious uh, cases that we do. We definitely get workouts, a good pump in. Absolutely. And it, and it is, and it's one of these things that um, I will tell you, not everyone should do and not everyone can do. And I think it needs to be done in the hands of a trained professional. I will say it's a, it's a board certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon. However, there are dermatologists that do, as, do this as well. Um, Let's just kind of go through, you know, why do liposuction, um, how does it work, and um, what to expect. Yeah, listen, I figured I'd start on the history of this, and it's very interesting. There's been, you know, fat reduction types of procedures since the turn of the 20th century. And, um, you know, I would say based off of some research that's been done in the 1960s in Europe, 
Um, you know, there was a particular uh, surgeon uh, known as Illuse. And so um, the, th- this, this particular surgeon decided that the, uh, they were going to use a blunt cannula. Uh, this is when originally um, we had used, uh, you know, th- they used saline as well as uh, hyaluronidase to help uh, distribute through the tissues, but using a blunt cannula. Um, and then uh, later on, coming out, uh, you know, of uh, from that type of research, that's when uh, you know more of the dermatologists picked this up, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, probably in the late seventies and early eighties, this is when uh, more refined techniques came out. This is when tumescent solution was, uh, you know, first invented, which essentially is a solution that's placed into the body for liposuction that, um, you know, reduces the amount of bleeding and there's dry techniques and wet techniques and super wet and tumescent. And and really the idea is you're adding more and more and more fluid to prevent blood loss. And and it's interesting because the genius part of this was when they came up with tumescent solution. Because in the beginning when they started liposuction, there was so much blood loss because they didn't know how to handle it. They did put a blunt cannula so it didn't cause as much bleeding, but they had no way of controlled bleeding. So therefore... uh, Simply put, by putting in this tumescent solution, which consists of, like Dr. Lakey said, a saline solution with something called epinephrine. Um, And epinephrine we make in our own bodies, but at the same time, when used um, in a solution, it basically causes blood vessels to clamp down or vasoconstrict, not allowing them to bleed. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we put a little bit of lidocaine, which is also a pain medicine. Now, the reason we this tumescent solution was was made like this in, in the beginning is because this procedure was done awake for a lot of people. Um, and it still can be done awake. And we'll discuss the differences and why do it awake or why do it asleep. Um, we're plastic surgeons. We prefer to put people to sleep because we can become a lot more aggressive, but we'll talk about that. Um, this tumescent solution gets infiltrated into an area. Um, let's. We're just going to kind of say for, for just discussion purposes, we're going to talk about the abdomen right now. Very, very hidden three millimeter incisions um, that are going to be hidden somewhere underneath your underwear line inside the belly button where nobody can see it. And fluids then distributed throughout the areas that you want to contour. This fluid that we just talked about, the tumescent solution is left in place for approximately 20 minutes. By leaving it in place for 20 minutes, it controls the pain and it controls the bleeding. So when we start the liposuction, pure fat comes out nice yellow pure fat now this is where the artistry and the science come in you basically look at where you need to take out areas of fat and where you want to leave areas of fat to give the person that you're operating on a beautiful contour and it changes for everyone that's the important part i mean we all have different body uh, types and uh, creating a particular curve on someone may not you know that same curve may not look good on someone else and so that's where the artistry really comes into play absolutely i, th- I think um you know there's so many different uh, uh trade names and things like that tickle lipo and uh you know laser lipo and power assisted lipo and regular, you know, maybe we can just touch on, you know, some of the basics of the types of liposuction, which one is better for which individual, if any. Um, and then we can, you know, kind of go from there. Perfect. So, so 
the simplest and the oldest is just something called suction-assisted lipectomy, um, meaning you just basically take, take a suction tubing, put it at the end of a blunt cannula, and you take out fat. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. That's all it is. There's nothing fancier than that. It's a very old-fashioned way to do it. That's how we trained um, at the county hospital. We trained. They didn't have the power-assisted lip suction machine until we pushed them to buy one. <laughs> um, it's a lot more laborious. It, it, um, you are really go through a, a major workout after, but it, at the end of the day, it does the same thing. And you imagine your, your non-dominant hand is really controlling the area that you're on and your dominant hand is really like the piston of a car where you're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it's, uh, you know, again, it can look brutal to any uh, layman that's watching the procedure. Uh, but what we are doing is, is very precise. And there is a certain amount that we can take. Obviously, you know, there are very common areas that you can take uh, fat from in the body just to create a better contour. And that can be anywhere from the back of the neck, from the arms uh, to the, the very tail of the breast up by the shoulder. You know, people call the bra fat. We can do the back, the flanks, the abdomen, thighs, um, you know, some people even do ankle to, to try to redefine that. Basically, anywhere you have fat, mm-hmm. they can come in and say, hey, I want to have this taken out. Um, second type of liposuction is something called power-assisted liposuction. Now, same exact thing, but the, the actual device that we're using has an oscillating kind of motor mechanism that helps the the technician basically take out the fat, but with a little bit more help. Now, that's what we use. Um, we find it to be really effective. Um, it just basically oscillates. Now, the difference is each cannula is different as well. So the cannulas can be curved. They can have multiple holes. They can have big holes. They can have small holes. They can have larger caliber. And again, this depends on your level of expertise and you can use different ones. We have probably in our in our set, probably 30 different cannulas that we use differently in in, in different parts of the body. Moving along, the next type is a type of laser type liposuction. Now there's laser type of lips, there's laser assisted liposuction, there's ultrasound assisted liposuction, there's radio frequency assisted liposuction. All of these types of lipo help melt fat and tighten skin. And these are really revolutionary. Do you have to do this for everyone? Absolutely not. Yeah, the idea was, the reason why it was developed is because one of the main complications of liposuction, especially if there's extra skin and you're taking large volumes, even if you're not, if there's extra skin, that's where we get that contour irregularity. Um, And sometimes you've seen those you know, quote unquote, botched jobs where someone tries to remove every last bit of fat, but the skin just can't contract fast enough or won't just because there's too much excess. And so you get that rippled, uh, you know, cobblestone appearance, um, which can look awful in a bathing suit, or sometimes you can even see it through uh, very tight clothing. So then we decided, all right, well, how can we, without performing major excisional procedures where we take all the skin, how can we remove all the fat but tighten the skin at the same time? And again, a lot of what Dr. Lakey's saying also comes with experience. Doing hundreds of these cases makes you realize that hey, it's better to leave a little thin layer of fat right underneath the skin because it looks more natural. The key to everything we do 
is to give the person a natural result. We don't want you to put your bathing suit on and make, have everyone know you've had liposuction. We want people to think that you were working out and you're in good shape. So it's very important. Again, experience matters. Now, with those different types of skin tightening and, and fat melting devices, um, each one has its pros and its cons. Now, there's, there is one that's a laser-assisted, which is called Vaser. Um, it uses the first thing you do is you infiltrate. Second, you go in there and you melt and tighten the skin, and then you go and take out the fat with the actual liposuction cannula. The other two work the same way. There's, there's also a called Slim Lipo and there's Smart Lipo using very similar type of techniques. Um, something we use very frequently is something called Body Tight, which is called Radio Frequency Assisted Liposuction using radio frequency heat-based. And all of these types of modalities, the laser and radio frequency, they're all using heat-based modalities to stimulate dermal uh, contraction, basically, sure. to stimulate collagen production and contracting of the dermal layer of your of your skin, so you can get skin tightening at the same time of fat um, taking. It, it, when you take the fat out, you can have skin tightening at the same time. Um, now, with all of these, now they're more tedious, they're more expensive, and unfortunately, they are not the holy grail. Do they tighten the skin? Sure. I'll tell people anywhere between 20 and 30%. Don't expect more. And when you do, you set yourself up for failure. If there is a lot of skin laxity, liposuction is not the procedure. Mm -hmm. Hear me loud and clear, guys. Do not get liposuction if you need a tummy tuck. Do not get liposuction if you think there's a lot of extra skin because your skin will not contract that much. It will a little bit, but it won't that much. So imagine if you have an area that's, that's already got a little bit of extra skin, but it's got a lot of fat. If you take all that fat out, what's going to happen? It's going to become more redundant. It's going to become looser. But these modalities, these laser type uh, liposuction devices do help contract about 30% to give a really nice skin tightening for those that are a good candidate. I think it works beautifully on the arms. I think it works really nice sometimes in the neck. Those areas better than some other places. Sure, like in inner thigh where the skin is uh, is much thinner. And so the idea is, you know, if we're doing large volumes um, in, in those areas, you have to think about uh, an adjunct procedure, whether it's you know, some type of skin tightening or excision, removal of that excess skin. And so, you know, one thing to think about, I know we've heard in the news, you know, Kanye West's mom, she uh, died from this procedure um, and people can die from liposuction. It's very rare, but the idea is, uh, you know, what are some of the the pitfalls? Let's, we'll say, we'll talk of the rare ones and then we'll go right to some of the common ones, the common uh, complications associated with liposuction. You know, it, with every procedure we do, most common com complication is you don't like it. Um, you may not like the result. Now, is there too much fat taken out? Is there not enough taken out? Is there too much taken out in one area and not enough in another area? Do you have lumps and bumps and contour irregularities? Well, that's probably the most common complication. Um, and is it fixable? Most of the time, yes, absolutely. Um, for that reason, we have a very aggressive post-operative regimen to make sure that these things don't happen. Now, immediately after surgery, we put on a compression device with a lot of what's called foam. That decreases swelling and bruising, and it decreases the chance of us getting contour irregularities immediately. Now, at a week out, we start sending you for massages. Now, this is the Brazilians perfected this. They're really excellent geniuses when it comes to plastic surgery and really body contouring, and they 
showed that if you get aggressive lymphatic massage and post-liposuction massage, it prevents scar formation and it decreases the amount of swelling there is immediately. So you get your final results faster. We really kind of recommend at least once a week for four weeks um, with the compression device at the same time. Definitely. We hope you're enjoying this episode. If you'd like more information about our practice, you can check out our Instagram. It's PlasticsDocs, P-L-A-S-T-I-X-D-O-C-S on Instagram for more information. Dr. Daniel Poor and I will be back after a quick break. You know, you touched on the most common complication. That's the person doesn't like it. They see those contour regularities or we didn't take enough or something like that. Again, I, I alluded to earlier, there's a limit to what you can take. There is a liposuction task force and it tells us that in a surgical center, an accredited surgery center, that we can take up to five liters of lipoaspirate. So remember, think of the old two liter uh, bottles of soda. Imagine two and a half of those, which is a significant amount. But... Sometimes we can't take more than that. And so the idea is you'll have to do this in multiple stage procedures. Listen, liposuction is not a weight loss procedure. This is a contouring procedure. And so I think that's where many of us go wrong is uh, we're trying to do too much. And that's when people have massive fluid shifts. They can lead to cardiac arrest. You can have fat embolus, which is uh, where the the fat, uh, little globule fat gets stuck in the lungs, the, the blood vessels to the lungs. Um, you know, these are obviously rarer complications, but again, you have to be a good surgical candidate. I think Kanye's West's mom had, uh, you know, plenty of different comorbidities, diabetic, you know, cardiac conditions. And so you are not the perfect candidate if you have some of these. There are other options. So, you know, we don't have to, uh, you don't have to worry that you can't have anything done. But um, the idea is, again, these are this is not a weight loss type of procedure. That is a gastric bypass. That is a gastric sleeve. That is, uh, you know, having a, a balloon place. Here's what you can expect. Now, let's, let's just say you're having liposuction with us. Um, we, I, I know myself and Dr. Lakey, prefer to, to do this under general anesthesia. We feel like it's more comfortable for you. Now, there are some surgeons that pride themselves on doing this awake. My hat's off to them. Um, and, and if it's something that you're, you're afraid of, it makes no sense because uh, malpractice insurance for, for anesthesiologists is by far the lowest out of any doctor. So anesthesia is incredibly safe. And I understand why you know, their thought process is that sometimes when you lay flat, you know, the whole body changes um, and so you can better contour someone if they can wake up and stand uh, or move their body or do things like that. Most people aren't going to be standing while you're doing this. And so I, I don't know that that is the best uh, reasoning, but you can move and you can see if there are tiny little contour regularities. The difference is as far as being as aggressive as you want, um, I do think that general anesthetic is better. So. And again, I'm not going to call it a gimmick because I've done it myself and I mm -hmm. still will on mm -hmm. some people. But if it's up to me, if I was having the procedure myself, I'd want to be Knock completely asleep. <laughs> and again, because it's a painful operation, and it's one of those things that you don't want to watch somebody do this. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's up to you. And there are some very reputable guys, friends of ours that do this wide awake, and mm -hmm. they get great results. Definitely In our hands, and I would say probably 80 plus percent of board certified plastic surgeons, 
they'll put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. And the reason we do that is, again, to get more aggressive. Now, the, the whole process is we take you to the operating room, you go to sleep, we'll fill you up with this fluid, and then we sculpt you. Just like I said, it's like taking that, that, that raw marble and creating beautiful hills and valleys and curves to the body. Again, not just going in and just taking out all the fat. That doesn't make sense. We want to give you a nice shape. After that, you wake up and you're, you're wrapped up like a mummy and you go home. Interesting part is there are zero restrictions post-liposuction, meaning unlike most other procedures that we do, breast augmentation, facelift, tummy tucks, people can get back to doing whatever they want. Now, I don't think they're going to want to because they're going to be uncomfortable, but there's no restriction for exercise. If you feel up to it, you can go do it immediately. Most of the time, it takes a couple weeks before you feel really up to it. Um, Get your lymphatic massages. And the interesting part is, and I love watching this, I love watching people shrink over the weeks. Mm -hmm. First week they come in, they're very swollen. And then over the first couple of weeks, you see it just continually, the the beautiful contour starts setting in. Um, What do you normally tell people? How long after lipo do they really see their final results? Usually I always tell people two to three months. I mean, that gives the idea, I mean, it gives them... Um, you know, a, a realistic expectation. Are you going to look better in a few weeks? Yes, definitely. But, um, you know, it takes a while. We disrupt the lymphatics. So the idea is, especially if you do thigh liposuction, uh, the feet swell, you see all kinds of things happening. Sometimes people have to wear compression because we disrupt the lymphatics. That's why it's so important to undergo lymphatic drainage because we have to use and reopen those channels um, to really get rid of some of that excess we call um, you know, third space fluid. And then um, that tissue fluid that's still there is something that has to be worked out as well. So your body eventually just excretes it. But I'd say two to three months. Perfect. And then I'm going to hit on something else because it can be a two-for-one special now. So one of the biggest trends over the last five, six years has been the Brazilian butt lift. Everyone wants a big booty. Um, Personally, don't really understand it, but everybody wants a much larger and more of a heart-shaped or a peach-shaped buttocks. Now, how do we do that? Um, And it's actually become very kind of straightforward. Take the fat out of the back and the flanks, immediately your buttocks is going to look better. Mm -hmm. But take some of that fat and then redistribute it into areas that you want more fullness. Now, I started with the BBL, the Brazilian butt lift or buttock augmentation using your own fat, but you can put this anywhere. You know, Dr. Lakey, we'll we'll touch on this when we talk about facelifts, but he does a composite facelift in which we take fat from the body and then add volume to the face after the facelift. So because of all the volume loss, so we can reinstate that volume. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of it is technically, depending on who you talk to, it can last forever or at least for five to 10 years. Um, the other place we can take this breath, the, the, I said breast before I even was going to say it. Um, the, the, the fat is, is the breast. It's a great way to naturally enhance the breasts. A lot of people are kind of scared of putting implants in these days. And, mm-hmm. and there's a scare with ALCL and some other issues with, with breast implants that now a lot of people are saying, I don't know if I want to put implants in. What else can I do? Well, fat transfer is a great okay, idea. Sure, great option. How does that work? Does it work forever? Does it last forever? Can we do things to make it last longer? Is there a limit as to how much we can put in? Shed us some light. 
Yeah, I think with a lot of the research that's been done, look, some of the research says that fat can last two years to five years, but there is there can be a permanent component. And, um, you know, the idea is you have to understand that fat contains stem cells, these CD34 positive stem cells, and there is a regenerative capability. We just don't fully understand uh, the applications and, and ramifications of this. We know it's safe, obviously. And so we use that as a volumizer and in the breast can be fantastic. So through tiny incisions, they're usually located in the underside of the crease of the breast. Um, we place, you know, bits of fat throughout the breast. Now, originally it was thought, oh man, uh, now what happens when I go get a mammogram there? It's going to look like cancer. And when that first came out, that may have been a concern. Now, most anesthesiologists are uh, are uh, tr- well-trained, and you can see the radiographic difference between injected fat versus anything that would resemble a, a cancerous lesion. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, it's a great option because we can place probably about two cup sizes depending. Now, uh, you I don't know if you've heard of the Brava, but it's a essentially a negative suction device that's placed onto the breast uh, by a surgeon in Miami. Um, And uh, the idea was that you're slowly expanding the skin, allowing for uh, to accommodate more volume. And then when you inject the fat, that more fat stays. Um, And so that can be, you know, again, very effective. Um, Otherwise, we usually place up to two cup sizes larger. We always overfill just a little bit because we know we're going to lose some. I would say on average, you lose 20%. Uh, Sometimes you can lose up to 50%. Um, You know, and everybody's got a different way of preparing the fat, whether it's centrifuge, whether it's decanted, whether we remove the oils and we wash it or we leave that in place. Um, You know, the idea is uh, the more high quality fat uh, that's placed, the more stays. You know, what what I've been doing a lot of lately and what we talked about a second ago is, is people want their implants out. A lot of people do, but they still want volume. And it's very interesting because they come in and they're like, well, how can I do this? I did this for, for a gal maybe about eight months ago. Came in, I did full body lipo, back, front, sides, took her implants out and immediately fat transferred to the breast. And she was very obsessive with taking care of this because she wanted to make it work. And she went and she got herself a subscription to the hyperbaric chamber. Now, hyperbaric chamber, there's been studies to show that using a hyperbaric chamber, and I'm just gonna talk about this regarding the fat take, increases the chance of that fat that we inject to actually take and most of it taking. I have pictures of her about a year later and it looks exactly the same. It looks like a breast augmentation. It looked like I never took the implants out. She just looks like she has a nicer body because of all the liposuction. So the beauty of liposuction is is it's really nice in the sense you can really contour, make other areas look even better, and then take some of that fat and put it elsewhere. And like Dr. Lakey said, we are not of those that really like to over-inject um, into the buttocks or the, or the breast because we know if you put too much most of it will die. It needs a little room. It can't be too taut for it to get its blood supply. It's basically like a transplant, if you can think about it. We're taking something from somewhere and putting it somewhere else. So we need new blood vessel formation. And really, if you can do it so it's not overly taut, it works a lot better. 
Hello, beautiful people. To celebrate the launch of Forever Young, we'd like to offer our listeners a special discount on our premium line of skincare products at beverlyhillsmd.com. Go to beverlyhillsmd.com and use the promo code foreveryoung20 to get 20% off your first order. That's beverlyhillsmd.com, promo code foreveryoung20. Please share, rate, and review on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be right back after this break. Questions. We already talked about this before, but what happens if they gain weight? Well, listen, it's fat. And so if it's incorporated in the body, you gain weight, you're going to gain weight in that area. That's why one of the riskiest areas uh, to inject this is in the tear trough or under the eyes, because uh, you can see disastrous complications with people that have, you know, varying weights. Um, And so the idea is we want to place fat deeply so it's not very superficial to the skin. And that uh, goes for uh, you know, goes for everything we'll, except for the butt. Except for the butt, we want to place it superficially. And so the idea behind that, and there was a task force uh, that for the uh, fat transfer to the butt, which basically looked at safety because I, it was one of the, the the procedures that had the highest mortality rates. Because it, was, it sounds easy. It sounds like the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Take a bunch of fat and then just put it right into the butt. The problem is for people who are not properly trained, and I'm going to say this over and over again, People can die. Mm-hmm. It's not. This isn't a. This isn't a joke because if it gets into one of the big vessels of the butt, if it's a little too deep, sure, that's where the problem. Well, are. that was the original thought process. We were distributing the fat, so it was going to be in the superficial, the, the subcutaneous tissue. We were going to put it in the muscle uh, to try to get as much volume as you could. The problem is, you put it into the muscle, and uh, that fat goes into one of the big blood vessels. You know, you just killed your patient. So. Then the task force came out and said, listen, we're only going to keep it superficially in the subcutaneous tissue. And so far, you know, the uh, mortality rates have plummeted. And, and just to clarify what, what Dr. Lake, you just said, the fat that we inject can get bigger. The fat that we remove from areas, that area is not going to become big. You know, if you gain a ton of weight, now, now a lot of people ask me, listen, what happens if I gain five pounds? Nothing. Mm. Nothing Evenly distributed, you know, but if you come back and you said, hey, listen, I had a, I had a great vacation and I ate pasta three times a day um, and, and you came back 25 pounds heavier, you will see fat in other areas. Your thighs may get bigger if they haven't had liposuction there. Your arms may get bigger. Your face may look heavier. It's more of a relative. So it's a relative distribution, but you've already carved out a certain area. So you're going to get evenly distributed. You're just missing portions of the area. So it's not like you know, you're... You have liposuction of the belly and all of a sudden you gain weight and it goes somewhere else. It's evenly distributed. You're just missing a portion of that. And and again, one of the more common things we have is people that come in for lipo, they always want to use that fat somewhere. And if they don't want to put it in their breasts or their buttocks, one of the more most perfect places to put it is the face. Um, because instead of using filler, we're using your own natural filler, mm-hmm. which is the fat. And like Dr. Lakey said, it has stem cell qualities, and it can really help with the skin quality as well. Some people, it lasts longer. Some people, it lasts shorter. Now, what can make it last longer, like I said, is a healthy lifestyle, hyperbaric chamber, absolutely no smoking. Smoking cigarettes is, is an absolute contraindication to doing mm-hmm. any fat transfer because it will not work. 
And honestly, we don't operate on anybody that smokes cigarettes because mm-hmm. you will have complications. And it's really unnecessary to have complications if you're paying somebody money to do surgery on you. Definitely. Um, with that said, is there anything else, any pearls that we want to give to our listeners regarding lipo? Um, is it something that people should do during their lunch break? Or is it really something, a, a serious procedure that people should look into, see multiple surgeons, see who they vibe with more? Or is it just like, yeah, whatever, everyone's doing it, so who cares? Yeah, I think, listen, it depends. If you're getting a small amount of liposuction, I understand the gimmicky trend to say, hey, you can do this on your lunch break. Um, that is basically, it's not saying you can literally come do it on your lunch break and go back to work. That's usually never the case. But the idea is um, it is a relatively easy procedure for small areas. If we're doing large volume liposuction, listen, Imagine that you haven't been to the gym in a month and then you decide to go do an hour of HIIT training. You know how sore you're going to be, sore to the touch, sore to sit, sore to get up. Uh, and that's really what everybody likens liposuction to. It's not that it's, uh, you know, it, it can be painful, but it's really more that sore type feeling. Um, you know, and it also depends how aggressive the surgeon is. I mean, the idea is how close we get to the skin surface. If we stay low, there's a, uh, multiple different layers of fat depending on the area of the body. And if you stay in a deeper compartment, um, you know, there's relatively, uh, a, there's a paucity of nerves in that area. And so most people come out of there thinking, wow, this is easy. The moment you start getting really close to the skin, where you're, uh, you know, you've got a lot of sensory nerves. That's when people start complaining of some uh, uh, of moderate to severe pain. I'm going to ask a couple more things before we we sign off. And one of it is one of the biggest fads out right now is this high def liposuction. So high definition liposuction um, is using liposuction and technology to carve out. Um, a six pack, so to say, or an mm-hmm. eight pack. Um, what are your thoughts? I'll tell you my thoughts in a sec. Um, is it something, you know, I'm going to start out and say, we don't do it here. Uh, there's a reason for it, um, but I'll have you touch on it and then I'll finish. I can't tell you the number of patients that we've had that uh, started off with that abdominal etching and, um, you know, 10 years later, it looks absolutely awful because, uh, listen, in your 20s, when you can maintain something, um, you have a faster metabolism, you may exercise more, it, it's easier to etch in you know, abs. Once you start getting older, uh, those fat pockets change. And so it ends up looking absolutely ridiculous. Um, and so you know, I think I would definitely stray away from doing something like that. So if you can kind of imagine what the way this works is you take a in a, a, a completely untouched canvas. So someone's abdomen who hasn't been touched that comes in is a little, let's say, has a little bit of extra fat. And they say, I want a built-in six-pack. So what happens is the surgeon will literally carve out areas to make the appearance of a six-pack, Let leave areas that have more fat, and then really thin out areas um, where the inscriptions are, so to say. Here's the issue. Um, number one, every time I've seen this, it's very asymmetric. One side's higher than the other, the other side's lower than the other. And like Dr. Lakey says, if you gain weight or if there's some skin laxity, it really looks bad. Lastly, 
and really the most important things I've seen a lot of these patients here, it's very difficult to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the hardest things to fix. It's kind of like getting a tattoo um, and having it, it's very difficult to remove it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of those things. So again, when you're looking for, for these things, they look really good right away. And some surgeons are very good at this and, and, and I know a bunch of them around the country um, and I, my hat's off to them. I just think that you have to always think that there's a stage in your life now and there's gonna be multiple different stages coming up. Um, and when those happen, you wanna make sure that the procedure you're having now isn't going to look bad or isn't gonna be a problem later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, do we do this a lot with other procedures? Is we this something that's, that's a standalone or is it with everything? We can, we can add this on with a ton of other procedures. Well, it used to be, you know, someone would come in and we would stage procedures. We would perform, a, you know, massive amounts of liposuction first and then bring them back for a tummy tuck or abdominoplasty. And now our research shows us that this can safely be done together. So you can completely transform an individual by performing what's known as a lipoabdominoplasty. Now, there are certain parameters you have to stay within. You have to be cognizant into the blood supply, but you can arguably create an amazing contour all in a single setting. And so- Absolutely. And, and, and it's something that we add a lot to procedures. I mean, there are times where I'll see someone for breast augmentation and they say, really, I don't like the, my inner thighs. Can you do that at the same time? Well, of course you can. And it's great because you're already going to sleep. You know, Dr. Lake, you'll do a facelift on someone and, and she'll say that she has a little bit of extra fat in her outer thighs, what we call saddlebags, um, easily remedied. It's one of the best places to, to liposuction. That skin contracts back really pretty. Um, so it is an adjunct procedure or a standalone procedure. We add it to 99.9% of our tummy tucks because we can get a better shape because we want to contour. It's not just making people with a flat belly, but you really want to give them hills and valleys. Um, you know, in in my opinion, liposuction is really one of the best procedures we do. It's one of the best tools we have that to really make people a lot happier with their appearance. Um, because sometimes, honestly, the older you get, the harder it is to get in shape and the harder it is to get rid of certain areas like the love handles. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's the only way to get rid of them. Um, so it's something that, that, that I love doing. Um, my shoulders have paid their price, but, <laughs> um, but it's very effective and it's very good. And done in, a right, in the right hands, board certified plastic surgeons, some dermatologists, I think you can be very, very happy. Definitely. Well, listen, I hope you guys have learned something with us today. I think that, uh, you know, again, I reiterate liposuction is an amazing option for those who are surgical candidates um, that are looking to improve contours. Um, You know, once again, thank you for subscribing. This is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. I'm Dr. Pam Danyapur. Thank you for listening. And you can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app, on the Apple Podcast, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Have a great week. Peace. From iHeartRadio, Forever Young is a Cavalry Audio Golden Hippo production. We are produced by Brandon Morgan. Josh Windish does our editing and mixing. Payment and I serve as executive producers along with Dana Brunetti and Keegan Rosenberger. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.